Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Appreciate the Lord this morning. 
How many has he done awesome things for? Uh, we appreciate the Lord. Amen. All right. Let's do this. Am I audible? Amen. What do we do, brothers? Amen. All right. We appreciate the God bless you, musicians. Uh, we're happy to see. Uh, I'm back. Uh, I was sick, but I'm healed. Amen. 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 Brother Mpanyana told me he was as well down with flu, but he's healed. Brother Philip was down with COVID, he beat it. Sister Skosana was down in the ICU, she beat the demon. Even you, for being in church, you beat the devil somehow. Amen. Let's read the scripture, uh, Proverbs. 25, 25, verse 11, I put the King James Version and the New Version as well there. It reads in this manner, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Amen. Maybe just read after me for the <laughs> translated version. Saying the right thing, the right thing at, the right time at the right time is like a golden apple in a silver setting. Saying the right thing at the right time. Amen. Now, so that I don't keep you long standing, the others will read while you are sitting. Mark seven twenty-nine. This was Jesus' response to the woman who was told that it is not fit to give the children's meat to the dogs. And she said, Lord, even the dogs would feed off the crumbs that fall off the master's table. Amen. Then Jesus said, and he said unto her, and he For this saying, go thy way. For, for this saying, Amen. the devil is gone out of thy daughter. It was not because of prayer. It was not because of fasting. 
it was not because of a church service, but for this, for this sake, she she said the right thing at the right time, and a demon left. I hope somebody will say sir, the right thing at the right time. Shall we bow our heads, gracious heavenly Father? We are reporting for duty this morning. May you undertake the service. You have been with us since the song service. May you be with us for the wait part. May you anoint my lips. May you circumcise them and circumcise the ears of those that would listen. May it be beneficial for being here as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Sister Fube is back from Zimbabwe. They just appreciate how the kids are doing very well in Zimbabwe. And all your prayers, dear, uh, 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 as the saints. Amen. Before I get into my message, I just want to uh, appreciate we had. I never spoke to you post the Easter services. Uh, we had blessed time during Easter services. How many agree? Yeah. Now, the brothers that ministered, they said to me, I think it, brother, my pastor said it was so good to preach here. Pastor, I want to come back. Uh, amen. amen. Because the audience was such a good audience. And then brother Happy said we... I, I, I enjoy it myself. It was more of a blessing to me to minister to these people than it was than it was me being a blessing to them. Then he asked, he said, "What is the recipe? How how can people be so engaged with the weight from the beginning of the service right until the end of the service?" I said, my brother, we don't have the recipe, but what I know, these people, they mean business with God. And the second thing, they pray. They pray. And they read the message. And they listen to the message. You know, there is reading and there is listening to a tape. And furthermore, the local ministry, we've got local brothers, they labor to plant the seed so that you guys, when you come, you water what is already there. Uh, So we appreciate the Lord for you being a praying, reading, and listening church. Like, as I said, we need to be like the Bereans that received the word of God with the readiness of mind and everything that they listened to, they went home to check whether is it in the scriptures. And we need to keep that discipline. Amen. Now, another minister was telling me that he, he was part of our midnight prayer sessions. I was speaking to him during the week around 11. Then he said, hey, Mfunisi, I'm just staying up because I'm waiting for the midnight hour. Ever since I did that, I've seen so much that God has been doing in my life. And I hope that those that are carrying on, you see the benefits. Hallelujah. 
So we appreciate it a lot. Now, when you come to preach, and you've got a title, it's maybe just to give you a... You know, Brother Brenham was preaching on a thinking man's filter. He picked up a cigarette uh, packet, and he saw them writing a thinking man's filter. And he said, this is the deception. There is a real thinking man's filter. Amen. So I'm just showing you how sometimes the titles of the messages come about. And God bless you for visiting Sister uh, Skosana, going there to pray with her and encourage her. That's what believers are for. Amen. Now, I want to tell you how this title came about. It was, and it is just linked to the testimony of our sister, on the 20th of April, it was the other Wednesday when she got very sick at night and she called. She just couldn't speak on the phone. All she could say is that, Pastor, pray, Pastor, pray. Because she was in such uh, uh, huge discomfort. Hallelujah. Then she was rushed to the hospital. We got to the cosmos at 11 o'clock at night. And when we got there, then we were, uh, the medical team that was there was kind enough to allow us into the emergency room where she was. There's somewhere I'm going. She was weak. She was sick. Very very sick. And her son Bongani was there. He's very key to what I'm going to say to you. So the sister was lying on her bed, sick, very sick. And I was on the, on the right-hand side, and Bongani was on the left-hand side towards the end of the bed. And next to him, it was a, a female doctor, very kind female doctor, Baloi. And there were runabout, if four or five other individuals there, I couldn't make out what they were except to identify two nurses based on how they were dressed. And they were around her bed. Now, when we were there, Bongani looked at his own mother. And then tears were streaming down his cheeks. Because you can see it was, it was very critical. Then he said, Mom, I want you to have faith in God. He says, you know in who we have believed. You know our faith. And he said, our prophet has told us that God can use doctors. But let's not forget, he's the great physician now. Are you with me, folks? Let's give them a chance to do what they can do, and God will do the rest. When he said those words, I remember I was on this side of Sister Skwana Sana, 
I held her hand and I went into prayer. And I said, Lord, your prophet says it takes emergency to throw us into desperation. And he says we go into desperation because we love the people that are affected. And he says God will hear a disparate prayer. And I said, here is a man, he is not afraid before a medical team to introduce you as the great physician. God, you cannot fail this young man based on the stance that he has taken in this emergency room. This sister will be released from this hospital and will render items and he, she will be a testimony not of the pastor, not of the church, but of her own son. Are you with me, folks? At that moment, I think we left at 4 o'clock in the morning. At that moment, it dawned on me. Bongani said the right thing. And what he said pleased the Holy Ghost. And at that moment, the Holy Ghost went into operation. By the time we left the hospital, the sister was gaining strength from losing strength. She thought she was going because... Her son told me that when they loaded her into the car, she said, Bongani, I think I'm going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But that little sermon that he preached in that emergency room, Amen. I believe without a shadow of doubt, is what turned to the corner. <laughs> That's why I want to preach about say the right Say the right, the right thing. Amen. Brother, maybe let's come to the scripture, Mark 7. Let's just go back. Mark 7, 29. Let's just start it. Maybe not on my, on your software. Because here I just took a phrase, but I want the background. We're going to read around about three, three scriptures, then we start talking. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Yeah. You'll read with me, help me preach this morning. For a certain woman, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him, and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek was a, a Syrophoenician by nation. And she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled. For it is not meet to take the children's bread 
and to cast it unto the dogs. Prior to this verse, when you go and read what Matthew says, Matthew says, she was screaming and saying, Son of David, Son of David, have mercy on me. He ignored her. Now, after she was ignored, the Holy Spirit, uh, the disciples persuaded him that, can't you just send her away? And when he responded, that's when he said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dog. She was ignored, despite her cries. And as soon as she got a response, she was reduced to a dog. Now, firstly, she, she's Greek. She's a Gentile. She's calling him son of David. It is a title that the Gentiles cannot use. He was not son of David, he was a son of man. It was not a dispensation of the son of David, it was a dispensation of the son of man. So that means it was out of season. She was a wrong person, she was unscriptural, she was out of season, and she was called a dog. Brother, this is, this is enough grounds to say, I can't go further. And, and I think we would have understood her that she can't be... I mean, the Bible says even before she could be called a God, she came and worshipped him. But in the midst of worshipping him, he calls her a dog. 28. Jesus answered and said unto, she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Yes. Jesus answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Do you hear? Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. I mean, you're being called a dog, but you still say, Lord. 29. He said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way. The devil is gone out of thy daughter. I say, Jesus did not even pray for the daughter. Hallelujah. There was no prayer said. There was no fasting said. But for, for this saying, for this attitude, at this very hour, what you, you are unscriptural. You are the wrong person. You are, you are saying things out of the season. But your attitude... And what you said at the right time is elevating you out of a wrong season and out of being a wrong person. And on the basis of that, at this very hour, based on this saying, your daughter is free. Are you still with me, church? I'm talking about saying the right thing at the right time. Are you with me? Let's just check something because we just need to contrast something here. Let's go, brother, Genesis 8, 
18, verse 9 to 15. Let's check something there. God bless you, Brother Barara, for standing in the gap last week at a short notice. Appreciate it. They said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? He said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, This is the Lord speaking now. I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. Most of Bible commentaries get it wrong because they say it's next year. It's not next year. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah had it in the tent door. Which was behind him. And now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore, Sarah loved within herself. Saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I of surety bear a child? Which am old. Is, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee. According to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Sarah said the wrong thing at the right time. Now, Brother Brenham, you go, um, I, 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 I will not give you the quotation now. It's not part of my notes, but I know it of heart. In the message, the spoken word is the original seed. Brother Brenham says, God could have slain Sarah dead and said the only thing that saved Sarah is that she was part of Abraham. And in some messages, you get the undertone that Brother Brenham says, had she not doubted, she would have produced the Messiah. Hallelujah. But because she said the wrong thing at the right time, that's why you had what you had. Are you with me? Let's make a comparison. Luke 1, verse 26. I hope you are patient with me with much reading. Luke 1, 26. 
And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. Unto a city of Galilee, Galilee. named Nazareth, Nazareth. to a vision espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, Joseph. of the house of David, David. and the virgin's name was Mary. And the the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb And bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Remember, Elizabeth had a, had a husband, but Mary didn't have a husband. 37. For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. impossible. And Mary said, This is very critical now. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy weight 
And the angel departed from her. And I believe at the very minute Mary conceived. Why her attitude for saying the right thing at the right time? Are you with me? Brother, let's come to this quotation in Why Christ Speak, paragraph 38. The prophet says, there is no place to retreat in God. There is no place to retreat in God. If the battle rages, we don't retreat. Hallelujah. I say if the battle rages, we don't retreat. In God, there is no retreat, there is no surrender. There is no place to retreat in God. He says, go forward. The doctor says it's cancer. What do you do? If he says it's TB, what do you do? If the devil says you can't get this up, you can't give this up, what do you do? If your home says they are going to, you're going to become a fanatic, what do you do? If the church turns you out, what do you do? There is no retreating back. We go forward. I hope the church is here this morning. That when we say there is no retreat, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be attacks. There's going to be uphills. There's going to be sicknesses. There's going to be challenges. But there is one thing that will hold. There is no place to retreat in God. Forward we go. Backwards never. Are you here, church? Are there things tough in your life? Go forward. I, I say, I think tough in your life, go forward. That's what God expected of the Israelites. Go forward. Are you with me? I hope we are together. In the message still, why Christ speak? Paragraph 100, my brother. He says, oh, it anoints our faith. This is the, the way. It anoints our faith. It moves us out in, great, in the great cycles. It separates us from other things of the world. See? No matter how little we are, or how much a minority we are, how much we are laughed at and made fun of, doesn't make any bit of difference. That's all. We see it. There is something within us. Amen. I hope you are with me this morning. No matter how insignificant you are, no matter how little you are, no matter how broken you are, no matter how sick you are, there is something within you. And that thing was not put by your mama. That thing was not put by a church. That thing was not put by a minister. That thing was put by God before the foundation of the world. And it is the very thing that will make you too much forward. People won't understand why you keep on going forward despite the obstacles. It's because there is something within you that propels you to go forward. 
Oh, Chachi, hear me and hear me very well this morning. There is no retreat when it comes to God. There is no giving up when it comes to God. There is no checking out when it comes to God. The only time when we check out is when victory has been declared. I hope together to this morning, you're not a bunch of flesh and bones. There is something within us. And we're going to follow that thing that is within us. I hope we are together here. Now, I said there are times in, you know, there are times even when you have conversation. Maybe you are talking as a family. Maybe you are talking, maybe as friends. Maybe as fellow believers. And as you are talking, you may be talking about quite a number of things. And as you are talking, you know, the Holy Spirit listens to all conversations. And as you are talking, as you are talking, there are certain statements that can be said that can attract the Holy Spirit. There are certain statements that can be said that can move the Holy Spirit. There are certain statements that can be said that can compel the Holy Spirit to act upon what is being said. I say the Holy Spirit listens. Not just listens to the conversation, even listens to your your thoughts. This morning as you are talking, your thoughts are louder in heaven. God is listening not to your your ways, but he's listening to your thoughts. And there could be a thought that is just playing in your mind that God can be so much pleased. And I say, I like what you are thinking. Uh, Hallelujah. As you are talking and conversing with whoever you are conversing with, God can say, I like, I just love what you just said. And it can move God to come into operation. Let me give you a background. Brother Branham is out in the woods. He is with Brother Wood. They were fishing. He is with Brother Wood and his younger brother, Brother Lyle. They are out there. You know, they are just talking about a lot of things. It's just a conversation, you know, when brothers get together. I mean, Brother Brennan Head was fond of cars. I believe they might have spoken about cars as well. He was fond of hunting. They might have spoken about hunting. And most of you, you don't know, a lot of times, Brother Biscal says, Brother Brennan, when he was out hunting, he did not want people to ask him so much about things about the sermons. He says he preferred certain brothers to be with because they allowed him to relax. Amen. You, you know, if it was us with Brother Brenham out there, Brother, what do you think of my mother? What do you think of my child? What do you think is going to happen? So Brother Brenham preferred to be with people that did not ask like that. And when he was out hunting, he would make jokes. There's a joke that they said, you find it in the message, what doest thou here, Elijah? Brother Brenham had that, shared that joke, I think it was, he shared it with Brother, Brother Bosworth. He says, the joke goes in this manner, a child was born, and as the child was born, the firstborn or the elder brother of the child, the, the baby that was born, asked the mother and said, Mom, do babies really come from heaven? 
and mother said, yes, they come from heaven. And the elder brother said, this one, the way he looks, they chucked him out of heaven. <laughs> now, is Brother Bosworth and Brother Brenham talking? They enjoy a joke. They are with the brother. The brother goes home. He tells the sister that, you know, we had a good time with Brother Brenham. There's this joke that we were laughing about. He tells the sister, the sister says, there is no way in heaven Brother Brenham would laugh at such a joke. Brother Brenham is so spiritual. This joke is your joke. <laughs> and Brother Brenham says, the brother tried to stand in the gap for me. And he says he should have just let it go. So I'm giving you a background of the conversations that would take place when they were hunting. It was not thou says the Lord. They were talking about human issues. Now, as they were talking about human issues, Brother Wood said something very profound. Brother, in the message, new ministry. Paragraph 5-0. He says, now we find later, I was going a fishing down a daily hollow with some men, Mr. Wood and his brother. They were Jehovah Witnesses and just had been converted and baptized into the faith. And while we were fishing over against the bank, I told you the story many times there, Mr. Wood said, Mr. Wood, that one of our trustees here now, said about some old sister that used to feed them a slice of homemade bread and butter. She belonged to the church of God. And he said, Lyle, is Brother Wood saying to his brother, Lyle, to his brother, we ought to go up and tell her that we just got saved. This is the statement as they were busy talking. He just said, Lyle, you remember that old lady that used to make us homemade bread? We need to go up there and tell her that we have been saved. With what they've been talking, that conversation, that moment when Brother Wood said, we need to go and tell that lady that we have been saved, Brother Brenham said, it made the Holy Spirit feel good. It pleased the Holy Spirit that Brother Wood said the right thing at the right time. Are you with me? Continues paragraph 51. He says, you know, there's just certain things that we can say that takes a hold with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just certain things that pleases him just right. And when we say that thing, I want you to notice what you say. If you can just find what you say, your words judge you. Your words condemn you. Or your words will bless you. And unconsciously, Brother Banks must have said the right thing. He didn't plan what he was going to say. It was done unconsciously. But when he said it, the Holy Spirit was there listening to their conversation. But as soon as he said that, the Holy Spirit said, that's right. This is, now, this is a time I feel good. Yeah. 
about what has been said. Are you still with me? Then he says, I was sitting in the back of the boat fishing with a fly line for a little blue gill fish to be put on the line for bait. We had run out of bait. And I was catching this little fish and putting them in the bucket for the, for the trot line. Says 54. When Banks said that, all of a sudden something struck me. It's a conversation, but that conversation unlocks something in the supernatural channel. Brother Brown said, based on what he said, something struck me. He said, he repeats, he said the right thing. And the Holy Spirit spoke out and said, Thou saith the Lord, you will find in the next few hours, there will be a resurrection of a little animal. I thought it would be a curtain that I thought my little boy had squeezed too hard and squeezed the breath out of him and had dropped him on the floor before we left. I thought that's what it would be. That's what Brother Brenham thought it would be. But listen, as they are busy now fishing, they catch a fish, and this fish swallows up the, the, the fishing uh, rail, swallows up, and say so when they pulled it out, it pulled out the entire intestines of the, of the fish. And then it came out there. They carried on with a conversation. But the Holy Spirit was feeling so good that I want to show this brother something wonderful. The Holy Spirit returned back to the prophet and said, that little fish that has been there dead for hours, you are going to give it back its life. But it's not because you are a dispensational prophet. It's not because you are a prayer warrior. It's because of the statement that Brother Wood said when he said we need to go and tell the old lady we are saved. Are you still with me here? That's what produced the miracle of the little fishy. And Brother Branham stood there and looked at the little fishy and said, little fishy, in the name of Jesus Christ, I give you back your life. He says the intestines that were out, they went back into the fish. It went back into the water. I say, where did that miracle come from? From a brother who said the right thing at the right time. Oh, brethren, this morning, somebody will say the right thing at the right time. Brother Bongani said the right thing at the right time. There is his mother. Somebody will say the right thing at the right time. And God will be obligated to come down and deal with your situation. Are you with me this morning? Don't care. You know, you know, brother, bring the scripture here. There is a scripture, I heard it here, where it says, Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes, Just look that scripture from Life and death is in your tongue. Yes. Your tongue can proclaim life and your tongue can proclaim death. Yes. Are you still with me here? Yes. Why is your tongue? It's because there is something within you. Yes. And many times the devil would want us to speak our misfortune. He loves it when we drown in our misery. Yeah. Things are not going to work out. Yeah. Things are going to be bad. Yeah. He likes that because he knows 
within you there is a creative power. Are you still with me? He knows the Holy Spirit is listening because he's listening to your confessions. But this morning we are not going to confess negativity. This morning we're going to confess positivity. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. It doesn't matter what is happening around me. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. It doesn't matter what the doctor said around me. God said, I'm the Lord of thy God. That healeth thee of all thy diseases. It doesn't matter what I'm faced against. The scriptures say, if you speak to this mountain and say, let it be moved, it shall be moved. I don't care what is happening. The scripture says, I'm the Lord of thy God. That will fulfill your heart's desires. I don't care what is falling apart. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Brother, the moment you say it and the Holy Ghost listen to it, it pleases the Holy Spirit. Folks, Brother Brenham said God will back up even a hypocrite. How much more about a son? How much about a daughter? Certain things you've got to say them publicly. And say, we know our faith. We know in whom we have believed. And we know he's going to sort out the situation. At that time, the Holy Spirit is listening. And the Holy Spirit said, that's my son. That's my daughter. And it comes down to change the situation. Are you with me? Then, there is it. Let's read it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Folks, <laughs> parents, are you here? If you, if you say my child is going to be dumb, he's going to be dumb. Because you are making a confession over their lives. Oh, my child is not going to turn out right. I beg to differ. I don't, I don't care. Folks, we have to learn to defy Satan. The facts may point in a certain way. The signs may point in a certain way. Evidence may point in a certain way. But we must not forget who we are when we see those things. And, and you must learn as a believer to go against the tide. If everyone looks at the situation, they shake their head. Their head. You need to come and say, it's going to work out. You don't have the evidence, but you say it's going to work out. You cannot back it up, but you say, I know it's going to work it out. It is because there is something within you that is making a profession or a confession over that situation. And if you keep on saying it, if you keep on saying it, you see the elements coming under the subjection of your very confession. Why? A son of God is like God. Ah, you have not heard me. A son of God is like God. A son of God acts like God. A son of God speaks like God. A son of God behaves like God. A son of God is God himself. Ah, the church didn't hear me. 
I said, the church didn't hear me. The Son of God is God himself. That's what the prophet says. He said, do you know that man is omnipotent? Man is without limitations. What limits man? What the people said? What your background said? What you were taught? But this morning we are teaching you something different. You are a secondary God. I say you are a secondary God. God is the God of heaven, but you are the God here on earth. I say you are the God here on earth. God is looking down on his own God here. Moses, why are you crying? Have I not made you God over Pharaoh? You don't have to cry back to me. You speak and march forward. Today the church must never cry. I don't care how bad things are, but you are a secondary God. Brother Brown said, whatever Adam lost in God, Christ has redeemed us back to that. We are exactly in the same spot where Adam was. Where was Adam? If he didn't like the mountain, he said, mountain, move. If he didn't like the river, he said, river, move. If he didn't like the plant here, he moved it by the spoken way. And today there is a generation. Today there is a breed of people that have been restored back to where Adam was. I'm, I'm not talking about church members here. I am talking about the people that have got the God sheep. Not the membership, the people that have got the God sheep. The people that can exercise the God sheep. That can talk to situations and situations will listen to them. This morning, I don't care what you're going through. Hear me and hear me now. We need to act like God. Brother Bram said, we've got the right for enforcement. I said, we've got the right for enforcement. To bring back what the devil has stolen. This morning, I don't care what you... I don't care what you lost. Under the authority of the word of God. Acting like God because the scripture says, ye are God. You need to receive back what you lost. I say you need to receive back what you lost. You need to receive what you have lost. And say it, say it, say it. I lost it by Satan, bring it back. I lost it by Satan, bring it back. I lost it but you, bring it back. Because you are a secondary God. We're not church members. We're not just church members. Sister, you are a God. Brother, you are a God. Speak like God. And march forward. The Egyptians. The Egyptians that you see. You shall see them no more. I say, the sickness is that are behind. You shall see them no more. Right now. We are taking every spirit under the authority of the word of God. We are taking every demon under the authority of the word of God. Satan, you are a liar. Hallelujah. Do you believe it here? Do you believe it here? You are a God. Grace is the mystery of godliness. That God is now in flesh. Hallelujah. God is in flesh. 
If there is a cancer in the building, I move it away. In the name of Jesus Christ. If there is a demon in the building, I move it away. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is the time of enforcement. Hallelujah. I hope you believe that. I hope you believe that. We are not just church members. We are the little God. We are the little Jehovah. The deity is no longer in heaven. The deity is here. Where? Not in a building. In you, brother Freddy. In you, brother Nelson. That's where the deity is. We are worshiping Christ. Not in a manger. In you, brother Tom. This morning, Christ is in you. The hope of glory. Say the right thing at the right time. The Holy Spirit is listening. You will not die. I say you will not die. I say your children are coming back. I say your marriage will be restored. Say the right thing at the right time. The right thing at the right time. Hallelujah. Sister Hedy, what do you need? I, William Brennan, give you a children in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the time. This is the season. Are you with me, church? To hear a young man in a hospital emergency room and say the great physician. The great physician. I see doctor, but there is a great physician. He's here right now. And I'm here to follow up on those ways. The great physician. And right now he's here in the building. You are not going back sick. You are not going back the way you came. There is a power of transformation. There is transformation taking place. Situation back at home, they are changing right now. Situations are changing at the very moment. Hallelujah. Are you here, church? Here is a man. He's a farmer on the chicken. Chickens were dying. And say we prayed. But after we prayed, we managed to break the record nationally. Chickens didn't die. Hey, brother. They had a chemical before. They died. They had experience before. They died. But when my brother knew that there is a prayer, there is a God that we pray. He prayed over the chickens and he said, you shall not die. They did not die. You are not a chicken. You are not a chicken. You are an elect. You are the bride. You will not die. You will not die. Folks, 
Before we live in the rapture, we want to show this world who is our God. Before we live in the rapture, we want to show this world what makeup are we. Before the atoms of the body change, we want to change things. We want to change situations. Those that are not believers will be believers by force. My child, you're not a believer, but I don't care now. I override your own will. You are a believer because I'm a believer. You are a son of God because I'm a son of God. Imagine. Imagine if Sarah, when she had the conversation, if she could have said, that's my time. Oh, thank you, Lord. Right there. Calvary would have been brought forward. Messiah would have been born. Are you with me? But she just said, it's just the same one. It's just a church service. You know, that's what we say when we're excited. It's not a big deal. And she laughed in her heart, but God picked it up. Today we are not laughing. We say as Mary, let it be according to thy own word. Let it be according to your own word. Hallelujah. Uh, have I got believers that want to enforce? Have you got situations that you want to enforce? You have begged, you have begged. It's enough. Now it's time for enforcement. Now it's time to bring an enforcement. I prayed about it. I fasted about it. But as a son of God, as a daughter of God, now is the time for enforcement. Satan, you like it or not, it shall be so. This is the time. This is the season. Are you a child? Death and life are not in heaven. In the power of the time. What you say with your mouth, God will pick it up. I said, God will pick it up. You know, after we said no one will die of COVID, you know, there must be, there must be what we call a cooling of period in Bramtan. Because if we say it, and after a year somebody dies, they say, ah, they got it wrong. I said to in the hospital, I said, Sister Skosan, it's still overriding on that statement. Yeah. She, can't, she can't die now. I told Bongani, at two o'clock in the morning, I said, she's not going, my brother. He yeah. says, why, Pastor? I said, God made sure that you got her at the right time. Yeah. God made sure that I'm here at the right time. Yeah. If she was going to die, you were not going to reach me. Yeah. They were not going to reach you. But for the mere fact that we are here, yeah. heaven is... Heaven is in the hospital right now. Come on, church. You have to know. You have to know who you are. You have to know who you are. Man, man was made 
to be a secondary cause. That's the direct quotation. Don't you know it is written in the laws that ye are God? Don't you know that he, uh, today when I was sick last week I wanted to preach on the message the congregation of the gods. Not in heaven, here in the building. The congregation of the gods. The congregation of the might. Here they are. The gods are here. God bless, God bless you, little God. God bless you, little God. God to God. God to God. Hallelujah. Whatever you need, let the God next to you give it to you. Somebody says it's blasphemy. You are a man. When a man wants to make himself God, it's blasphemy. But when God becomes a man, it's grace. God became man. That's grace. Where, where, where are we? What is the anointing of the hour? What is the season? Huh? Folks, you know, when a plane leaves, it gains the momentum. The speed goes. The engine fires up. The bride is about to go. We fire every cylinder. I say we fire every cylinder. Every engine is raving because we are about to take off. Satan. But not anymore. Ah, not anymore. Not anymore. Have you ever seen God begging Satan? Then why will a son of God beg Satan? Folks, even our material needs must be provided by God. Hear me, we can't go to unbelievers with long faces. Where is our God? Where is the God that gave the fish back in life? Where is the God of the squares? Where is the God of Abraham that produced the ram? Where is the God of Meshach, Abednego? Where is he? He's, he's in you. He's not in heaven, he's in you. Ah, Satan. Ah, you are in trouble. Say the right thing at the right time. Then right things begin to happen. If you came to church this morning and say, Shame, Gabsel, somebody, no. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. And if we want to anger Satan, we say, You are a God. Just to anger him, you are a God. I. I hope, sister, 
Masango will not mind of her testimony. She was very sick. Very sick. She as well thought she was going. It was bad. You wake up and you're, you're even amazed. That, Did I wake up? I thought I wouldn't wake up. You go to sleep, you're not sure whether you'll wake up. Then we prayed. You prayed. But it's not our prayers that healed her. I'll tell you what healed her. When she said, after one service, and went home and prayed, and said, Lord, my husband is not a believer. I am a believer. I told him that this is the real thing. If, if you don't heal me, your reputation is at stake. Our pastor said behind the pulpit, no one will die. If I die, his, his reputation is at stake. Lord, you are obligated from that time because she said the right thing at the right time. She has never been sick. She came and said, Pastor, I think I'll die. I said, you're not going to die. There is more in store. While she was sick, she became the best performer at work. While she was sick. Oh, she bought a nice car, by the way. You deserve blessings, brother. If you hold on to God, and take God at his weight. God is obligated not to shame you. So that you can tell others, it's by grace. It is by the grace of, you know, you remember, but it's by grace. Brother Branham is out hunting in the woods. He's alone. Sleeping on a stone. He's thinking, meditating on the scripture. Remember, you must think the right things to say the right things. He's thinking about Mark 11. And he says, oh, if you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt it. He says, but the Lord says, not if I see. He says, if you see. And right there, as he's meditating on the scripture, a voice spoke and said, what do you want? He said, I thought I heard it from somewhere. And later he realized the voice was speaking from, because there is something within, something spoke from within. Hallelujah. Then he said, oh my. Okay. I need... Three squirrels. I have taught you many times in this church. That as soon as he said, I need three squirrels, immediately, in an invisible realm, there were three. They were waiting to come into the physical realm. Then he said, let there be a squirrel there. Let it run from there over there. It came. He shot it. He said, I went. I thought it was bleeding. A vision doesn't bleed. And it says, I picked it up. But because two already, say, where are you going? You said how many? Three. Then it says, let the other one be on the sycamore tree. He shot it. 
He's alone. He's creating in the wilderness. Alone. alone. There is no witness. There is no selfie. There is no camera. Alone. He comes with three of them. They are eating in the evening. And they are sitting in Sister Haiti's house. Brother Bram is explaining that all I don't know how it happened. But it says, the same God that spoke. He said the same God that created, that created the realm is the same God that was with us. He says, when he was there, Sister Haiti, a very poor woman, sitting at the corner, said, Brother Brenham, that is nothing but the truth. Amen. Brother Brenham says, new ministry brother, fifty-one seventy-six. Yeah, he said, I know more than said that until Sister Haiti sitting there crying now I didn't say a wait. She said, that's nothing but the truth. She said, brethren, she said, she said, just like Banks said down there. The Holy Spirit is listening. I heard her voice as it swept from my ears like up into the woods. Miss Wright sitting there with her little girl, was trying to interpret what Edith said. I couldn't hear Miss Wright. Carry on, brother. The little old quiet sister Haiti sitting back there, little dusty bonnet on like the country women were there. And she had put on a little clean dress to come over to help her mother cook me a dinner. She was sitting with her hand like this, and she said, that's nothing but the truth. She said the right thing. Here's my Bible. As a servant of God, I say this. I could hardly hear the last she said. Her mother was trying to say something, but I didn't get it. Just as she said that, she said the right thing. The Holy Spirit said to me, tell her to ask whatever she will. And you Give it to him. Did brother, did sister Haiti give a prayer request? Did they pray before? It was just a conversation. But God loved that this woman, without evidence, she was not there, but in her, she said the right thing. That is nothing but the truth. Heaven invaded the room. Heaven invaded the room. God interrupted the conversation and said, you, Brennan, tell her to ask whatever she wants. And I won't give it to her. This time, it's on your lap. It's your own responsibility. God hates it to be the God of history. Yeah. It happened in 1959. But what about 2022? What about today in the service? 
if God hates to be the God of history, somebody in the church right now under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit must be inspired to say the right thing. And heaven must invade the church. And God must interrupt the conversation. I don't know what you are thinking. I don't know what you desire. I don't know what you have been saying throughout the week. But God, whatever you said, that was the right thing. Oh, brother, may God hear you. May God hear you and respond to what you said. And God, sometimes it could be at work. Where you are just waking quickly. And then somebody says, makes a joke about God. You say, hang on, don't make a joke about my God. You know my God is more than able. You see, even I'm sick, but he's going to heal me. The Holy Spirit can hear that and say, that's it. That's it. Right there, I must respond. Saying the right thing at the right time. Are you here, church? An old woman, an old lady, an old lady and old man were about to go to sleep. And they prayed and said, we have got nothing to feed us in the house. Lord, provide for us. A young man left the church. And the young man, when he left church, he said, but God, the preacher said you are not a historical God. If you are here, where are you? I want to see you. And the young man drove. And he went past a, a filling station. But somewhat he felt nudged to stop and go into the filling station. Someone said, grab milk, grab bread, grab the necessities. He did that. Brother, after he did that, he was trying to go home. The Holy Spirit nudged him and said, you turn left, turn right. You know the Holy Spirit has got a navigation system. You remember, Brother Brennan became part of that navigation system. You turn right, you turn left. Then he stopped at a certain house. The Holy Spirit said, take what you have in the car and take it into this house. When he got there, he knocked, he knocked, and a door swung open. And as the door opened, an old woman, an old, old man appeared and said, then he said, good evening to the young man. Then the voice came in the background. It was the voice of the old lady. Daddy, is the angel that we are waiting for? Is the angel that we are waiting for? Then... The young man gave them what he gave them. He cried and told them, I asked God, are you a historical God? God turned the young man and made him an angel and sent him to become an answer to a prayer. I believe they must have said the right thing. I believe they must have said the right thing. The Mississippi woman. God, I see myself as a Shunammite woman. But where is your Elijah? She didn't know the message of the hour. 
She didn't know the tapes. She had known nothing. All she knew, I see myself in the scripture. As a Shunammite woman, where is that Elijah? When she asked that, she asked the right thing. You know, Brother Brennan was coming from somewhere. The plane was airborne. Going somewhere. It had to make an emergency landing in Mississippi. Folks, it was airborne. It was like coming from Nelspreti to Jobank. But there is a Mississippi woman here in Whitbank. So they had to make an emergency landing. And apologize. What pulled the plane down? When a woman said to the right, God produced a life. Are you with me? I want to, Brother Brenham says, in the new ministry, 258, my brother. The next is slide 258. He says, now, every one of you, not only ministers, but all of you ought to pray for these people. They were praying for people. You don't know what God might do for you while you pray for somebody. What if you would say the right thing? Here is a woman standing here that's so sick, they have to hold her up. What if your prayer would be the right thing? Just like Banks said the right thing. Like Haiti said the right thing. What if would you say the right thing? Your prayer to cause God to come down and do something. This is not just one person. This is the church of the living God. Everybody. What if in this church we just say the right thing? There is a sister. Sister Weber. She was sick. Very sick. And God told Brother Brenham, tell her family to prepare for her departure. She's going to die. Now, she had TB. And they had sent her home to die. She had run about five or six children. So he said, so the angel of the Lord came to me that night and said, go tell Mrs. Weber and tell Mr. Weber rather to get things ready for he's going to be left with those children on his hands for his wife is going. Well, I went and told Mr. Weber, I told his little girl, little Jen Rose, she's a nurse now. She was a little bitty fellow then. She's a young lady now. It's been seven years ago or more. I said, now, Jeannie, your mother is going to die. She can't live but a little while longer. Now, then the message never got to Sister Weber. She went to work. She was working at a government depot. When she was there at this government depot, may bring the next quotation, there it is. Two days after that, or three days, there were some ladies from government depot there where she worked. Came in, and Grace, Ms. Weber said, if only 
if if I could only have brother Bill to pray for me once more. I seen when my cousin Opel was healed with that cancer, the doctor just gave her till morning to leave. And her daughter's a nurse also. And the girls from out at the government where she worked with said, there are nothing to that guy. He isn't nothing but a hypocrite. Said, That's all that religion is. It's just a bunch of fake fanaticism. Do you hear it, brethren? Then, so Miss Weber said, listen, say the right thing. Lord, I am dying. Look, I'm dying. I know that. But I just won't stand still for that. <laughs> I am cancer ravaged. I am dying. But I don't think I'm too weak not to defend my God. Cancer is ravaging my body, but I still have strength to say you are lying. He says, I know better than that. <laughs> she said, I lived right here around this city, around that man all the time. I saw him from a child. He grew up. I know you call it a fake if you want to, but I've seen it just so much and seen God heal the people. I know the man's life. I know it's the truth. This is not at the church. This is not among the fellowship. This is at work. Imagine if she had just said, it's not a big deal. I don't want to get involved. But she said, no. I know I'm weak, but not too weak not to stand. Listen to the next comment. It happened to be at work. It happened to be the angel of the Lord had that. Church, the angel of the Lord goes with you to work. The angel of the Lord goes with you to school. He hears your conversations. He sees what you do. And the very night, sitting on the side of my chair in the room, after I got up and went and got a drink of water about 3 o'clock in the morning, sitting on a chair, I seen him come, the angel, walking through the door. <laughs> he said, tomorrow, Sunday, that they are going to pick Miss Weber up and bring her down. She will be sitting on the right-hand side, far back in the tabernacle. I said, I heard her tell her. I heard her. What she said. <laughs> Brother. William Brenham, I told you she's going to die. I told her, tell her family to prepare. But after that conversation, after what I had her say, no, no, no. There's been a change of program. There's been a change of a program. There was no fasting. There was no praying. There was no all night prayer. She said the right thing at the right time. The angel heard it. Tell her thou says the Lord. 
She will live and not die. When Brother Brother says, say, it's seven years later. What changed? Conversations. Standing up for the ministry. Standing up for the truth. It was done this. Heaven had released a death date. But based on what she said. I can imagine. Do you see even how the angel just walked through the door? Bashed. Woke him up at three o'clock. Bashed in. Say, no, you go and tell her. She won't die. You know why? Because had she died, as the government deputy they're going to say, you see? She was here. Sick, following that fanatic. Now she's dead. God knows when his reputation is at stake. But, hear me. If a sister can come to render an item here and write and say, I'm going to render an item. And she comes, she takes the mic. It's the sister. And she says, eh, eh, good, eh, I greet you, saints, in the name of Jesus Christ. I just want to let you know that my husband told me that next Sunday after church don't leave, we'll provide all refreshments lunch for you. And she has not told the husband. The husband will be upset with her on the way home who didn't tell me. But will not accept that it must be cancelled. But if a brother comes and says, next week after church, when you knock off, come to my house, my wife will cook. After church, maybe next week I'm not around. Because she leaves, she, she can. The husband has got the power. The wife, are you with me, can use the delegated authority. Brother, even if you are broke, if your wife comes to tell us here, after church, you will just call nobody, can you make plan, brother? I can't cancel, this is embarrassing. I can even, brother, say, what will sister say? Hmm? What will sister say if I fail? So imagine the bride taking the mic in front of other sisters who me. My husband don't worry. He heals cancer. My husband heals sugar diabetes. My husband heals everything. Oh, brother, you are looking for a job. My husband will hire you. Are you with me? No, same husband will change the ways of her own, of his own wife. We'll say, honey, but you didn't consult, but I will do it. So I'm standing here with the mic as the wife of Jesus Christ. I'm announcing to you, my husband is a healer. My husband can bring a person that is dead back to life. Are you with me? Oh, my husband, nothing is impossible. (laughs) Just imagine, brother, Shimeza, you are sitting in the bedroom. Sisters are busy sharing you here, wife. There is nothing that my husband cannot afford. Are you going to come out and say she's lying? (laughs) 
you will just pray that they must not ask for anything. But it's good. Say the right thing. When we said no one will die of COVID, you know, the Holy Spirit said, that's it. I love what has been said. I love what's been said. Say the right thing. Every time when I go, I get called to pray for the sick. Maybe it's in the wee hours of the morning. And, and when you are sick, if you have ever been sick to a point of death, you know you are the one that says, I can't. My strength cannot carry me. And at that point, it's, yeah, I think I'm going. Many times, what I try to do above praying for a person is to change how they look at the situation. I try to make them look forward to something in their life. They, I know you are sick. Is a phase. But things are going to be better. You're going to go back and do what you wanted to do. If she's a mother, I always say, look, your children are still small. God cannot take you now. He wants you to be there to guide them spiritually. What I'm trying to say, I'm trying to find something in, as I'm saying, the Holy Spirit will like it and say, oh, hang on. She's a mother. The children are young. She needs to guide them. Oh, no, I like this. Then that's how healing comes. That's why you've got to have a conversation with a person. Are you with me? Because in that conversation, you say something, it unlocks the Holy Spirit to come down and change that person's situation. I've seen it many times. It works. Are you with me? I hope we are together. I'm ripping up now. Jesus went out, absent without leave. Lazarus is sick. They send a message, Pastor. Brother is sick. The pastor even moves further away, does not even respond. He dies. The church that they moved out is the one that is comforting them. Don't worry. As you know, our priest never goes anywhere. He's around. He will bury Lazarus. Worshiping team, they are still around. Program will. Don't worry. Excuse me. We are here. After they said, even after funeral, we don't go. We'll help just to wash the curtain, wash the blankets. We are here. After four days of burial, they hear commotion in the street. The pastor is coming, Pastor Jesus. Four days later. Sick, died, buried, comes after. He's not even apologetic, he's making noise. I mean, brethren, I mean, if you are a pastor, things are like that. You, you don't even make a commotion. You go, maybe you even go with the decon and say, Brambanya, just check the coast first. Is it safe that I come in? But he comes as if nothing. It's not a big deal. Then they whisper and say, 
he's here. Martha hears that he's here. She quickly rushes out into the street to meet him. She sees him. Brother Brown says she could have said, Madam Murut. After we told our neighbors, everybody, the message is the truth. At the point where we were, they were supposed to preach the message and pray and show the love, you know we. <laughs> but Martha said, Master. He's still a master. Four days later, he's still a master. master. Had you been here, our brother would have not died. But we know at the day of the resurrection, you will rise with other believers. You see, she's pointing at the event. But Jesus, when he saw, I'm still a master, they still believe he says, no, no, no. Resurrection is not an event. It's a person. I am the resurrection. <laughs> eh? Because she said, we know that even whatever you can ask, God will do it. When she said that, Brother Bram said she said the right And when she said the right thing, he said, where have you laid him? Show me, where is he? Then he brought him back. Say the right thing. And Brother Branham says, it's your attitude towards a divine gift that will determine the results that you get from that gift. Are you with me, church? Ah, let me stop you. God bless you, Rich. Let's stand to our feet. My brother Mtawi is at work. Just briefed me that he was uh, he's at work. Amen. Brother let's just you know we just want to worship him. Amen. You know. Brethren, when Satan sees that you have got no reason to worship him, worship him. It isn't worshiping where you say the right thing. Let's just worship him. There is power in the name of Jesus. How many believe that, church? There is power in I believe it.
my church to break every chain every chain Chains are falling. There is an army rising. 
Hallelujah. Just give us another worshiping song as we wrap up. Brother Mpanyana will come and wrap up in prayer for us. Amen.
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you once more this afternoon. We are full of gratitude in our hearts. We are so thankful, Heavenly Father, to come in this fashion, gather like children here, Heavenly Father, and hear you speaking to our hearts. Reminding us, Heavenly Father, that we are little gods, Heavenly Father. We are the ambassadors of heaven, Heavenly Father. That's why Abraham, Lord, now we are inspired by him this morning when he said we are pilgrims and we are strangers on this earth. We are seeking for a city whose builder and maker is none other than God himself. Thank you once more, Heavenly Father. Although we are and strangers, Heavenly Father, but the world needs to see in us, Heavenly Father. That we are the real ambassadors with power, Heavenly Father. We can speak things into existence. Can heal the sick according to thy way, Heavenly Can grant the heart's desire for each and every individual. Whatever that we are in need, Heavenly Father, it is there, it's waiting for us. To confess it. To speak it, Heavenly Father. And it will be manifested. Thank you once more, Almighty God. Our hearts are full of joy. They are full of gratitude, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Almighty God. If there is anyone who is sick and afflicted, through his affliction, Heavenly Father, yes. we are grateful because we will see the power of the Almighty God. You, if there is anyone, Heavenly Father, that is in need of anything, we are grateful, Heavenly Father, because through that need, we will see the power of the Almighty God. Whatever that happens to us, Heavenly Father, we are grateful, Thank Heavenly Lord Father, Jesus. because whatever that is happening, Hallelujah. we will see the power of the Almighty God. It is there for a purpose, Heavenly Father. We cannot be like the unbelievers, Heavenly no Father, sin. and be there, Heavenly Father, because we know that whatever that is happening, Lord, Heavenly Father, you want to show your power, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your servant, Heavenly Father. Whatever that he took, Heavenly Father, virtue came out of him, Lord. May you restore once more, Heavenly Father. Give him power, give him wisdom, give him everything, Heavenly Father, that he needs. Here is your church, the little bride, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. I pray once more this afternoon, Lord. Mm. You know their needs, Heavenly Father. You know their afflictions, Lord. You know what troubles them, Heavenly Father. You know what makes them happy, Heavenly Father. You know what brings joy into their hearts. May you provide, Heavenly Father. I know you spoke through David of old, Lord. When he said, when I was still a young man, Mm. he says, I'm now an old man. Mm. I've never seen the one that trusts God begging for bread. Yes. You cannot embarrass us, Heavenly Father. You cannot make the devil, you cannot make the unbelievers, Lord, 
Would you be happy and see us suffering, Lord? See us begging Heavenly Father. See us, Heavenly Father, having some problems, being sick, Heavenly Father. I know you will heal us, Heavenly Father. Not only our bodies, Lord. Heal us spiritually, Heavenly Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you restore the joy of our salvation, Lord. That the devil will be embarrassed, he will be defeated, Heavenly Father. That he see us rejoicing, Heavenly Father. That we know, Almighty God, in you there is joy. In you there is health, Heavenly Father. In you there is resurrection. In you there is everything that you need. And we need, Heavenly Father, all the blessings, all the power, Lord, that you had, it was given unto thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And all that was in him, Lord, it has been given unto thy church, Lord. Thank you for everything, Heavenly Father. We are grateful indeed, Heavenly Father. Bless us as we gonna depart, Heavenly Father. Be with us along our ways, Lord. Be with us in our families, Heavenly Father. Yes. Until we meet again, we pray and we commit everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And all the church shall agree by saying. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, have you ever looked down the memory lane? What he took you through? And then there's another one, Masuma, after this one, it's Umusawatika. Amen. Let's just worship him before we leave this place. How many believe he deserves to be worshipped? He deserves to be praised. Amen.
Can agree, sisters, because in Amanda, oh, in Amanda, we have seen it. Brother Bram says, "Don't, don't be afraid to take God on a showdown." He says, "God loves showdowns." Have a blessed week. May God just saturate you with His blessings. Things that you are waiting for may they happen. Prayers that you have prayed, may they be answered. Miracles that you expect, may they okay. Ways that you want them to open, may they open. May God show that He's God in your life this week. Have a blessed week. Hey!